Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast today. It is a couple of days after the event, and I am finally having a chance to make a recording about it. I did want to record immediately after the event, but I lost my voice for two days, which is really strange because I wasn't doing a whole lot of talking, but I think, you know, lack of sleep, and you know all of the other stuff that I'll mention later I think it all caught up with me and I didn't lose my voice completely but it was really really raspy and I didn't really want to get on the podcast uh, until I felt a little bit better but I'm feeling good today and I want to do a recap on the event and just share with you some of the things that we did that day and especially for people that couldn't make it and really wanted to I just want to share just the day. It was a fabulous day and I couldn't have envisioned it going any better. So what we did was we started off the day with our elder speaker. He came up and he welcomed us to Tree One Territory. His name is Wilfred Abogosis. He's a very special person in my life. He's been opening my Awaken the Spirit workshops for the last five years and You know, he doesn't just come and open and close my workshops for me. He checks in on me from time to time. He'll send me messages, send blessings for my family. And, you know, I just, I value him so much because when he showed up there that morning, I was feeling really, I don't know if it was, it wasn't nerves, but maybe it was a little bit of fear and overwhelm and he offered me a hug and just just reassured me that it was going to be a good day and i really i i needed that you know i felt supported by him and and he's such a great man he works at stony mountain he's been there for over 20 years and you know he works with the men out there providing support guidance and just listening to them so i'm so glad that he was there to open that day and then our first speaker was my good friend Jessica Dumas and her topic was who do you think you are which is you know all about imposter syndrome and how sometimes we are afraid to rise to our authentic selves or our next level selves because we're afraid of that other voice in our head that's telling us like they're all gonna laugh at you or they're all gonna judge you or everybody's going to look at you or just those insecurities that we have and she talked about ways to face those insecurities and ways to show up and she gave tools and strategies and shared stories you know I got goosebumps listening to that because it just it really really resonated within me because just for me to show up on my podcast like I wanted to do a podcast four years ago and I couldn't do it because I was afraid of judgment. I had that fear 
of what were people going to think and how were what were people going to say and i really had to do the work around that in order to show up and and do the podcast and do so many other things in my life um she shared that teaching and then our next presenter that came on was ted williams my goodness sorry i should say chief ted williams you know that is his formal title ted is the chief of uh, the Chippewas of Rama First Nation in Ontario. And I had just met Ted. We actually did a podcast interview a couple of weeks ago, and that was the first time I'd ever had a chance to talk to him. And he is just a remarkable person. He has so much knowledge and so much to offer. He showed up and he shared, you know, success principles with everybody the things that he did for himself to get him to the level that he's at in in all of the areas of his life not just in his um professional life but in his personal life and his personal aspirations we were just so privileged to have him there as a speaker so then at the break we played res people bingo and that was really fun like i was really excited to play res people bingo because I saw it as an opportunity for us to just relax, get comfortable with each other, have some fun. I didn't want us to have this like conferency style event. Like I didn't want it to feel stiff and rigid. I wanted everybody there to just be comfortable and be able to interact. Us doing that, it gave us permission to get up out of our seats and move around and talk to one another instead of staying confined to, you know, our table groups and the groups of people that we came with. So that was really fun. And we had prizes. We had about 30 uh, prizes for that game because the vendors that were at the event, I didn't charge for vendor space. Uh, and that was like a really big thing for me is I didn't want to have an event and then have vendors have to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to come and set up a table because then how would they make any money? That's their craft and it takes a lot of time and energy and effort for them to create these items and they have to transport them. They have to take the time off of work if some of them have jobs. They have to pay for their gas and pay for their hotel rooms if they're coming from out of town. To me, and no offense to anyone else, but it just defeats the purpose of having them there, like if they have to pay to be there. So I just ask that all of the vendor spaces just donate an item, not an item, but like up to at least $150 in, you know, swag so that we could give back to the people. And, oh, they donated such beautiful, beautiful items from their booths. And, you know, those items were, they were used to gift back to the people that attended. So that was, that was really nice. And we also had the, the vendors inside the event so that they could take in everything that was going on. Like, you know, I thought that was really important too, because they're entrepreneurs, you know, they needed to hear these messages. So it was, it was so good for them. So after the break, we had Greg Personius. He came on next and he had like this, not even a dual role. He had a couple of roles throughout the day. He was a partial MC in the morning. Then he came on as a guest. And then in the evening, he was a comedian 
And then he was the host. So like Greg, you know, really showed up for me that day. But I really wanted Greg there because he just has so many talents. And, you know, to me, he symbolizes somebody that is at the beginning stages of pursuing his passion. Even though he's been doing it for a long time, like he's been doing these things, it's he's now stepped into this space where he's actively pursuing these roles as an MC, as a host, as a comedian, as a musician. And, you know, he just did such a phenomenal job sharing his story and singing for everybody and making everybody laugh. So I'm, I was so proud to have him there. And actor Greg was our, our last speaker of the morning. And it was uh, Jen Harper from the founder of Cheekbone Beauty. And my goodness, she commanded that stage. She was so comfortable up there. And she spoke with such passion that, you know, there were tears. Like, I'm getting tears just thinking about it. Like, just the things that she talked about and just has so much passion, not only for her product, but for what her product stands for, like creating sustainable makeup and helping young Indigenous girls feel beautiful. There's just so much depth. And, you know, she was able to share that story with everybody and how she acted on a dream, like a literal dream, you know, not just a wish that Sometimes we say that we have big dreams and stuff like she had an actual dream and, you know, it got up out of bed and took action on that dream and created this beauty brand that has like turned into an international brand. So her talk was so empowering and it was such a great way to end the morning. So then we just took a little break and it's so funny because the, the schedule that I had it was jam packed. I had everything like right down to the minute. And I kind of think I over planned because it was like, bang, 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 one thing after another, almost like an overload of everything. <laughs> and I don't know yet if that was a good thing or, or not. But I guess I'll see I'm going to be, you know, sending out a survey to just to see because I, I need some constructive feedback just to make the event better for next year. So I want to know, like, did I overwhelm everybody with so much content? Or was it good to have like so much content back to back to back? And oh, that reminds me of now that I'm on, you know, talking about schedules. So I had a little bit of an, an interruption in my schedule. And my cousin Selena came on stage and interrupted as I was thanking Jessica. And I was like, I saw her come up stage and I'm thinking, what's happening? My schedule, my schedule. <laughs> so funny because she saw the look on my face too, like panic over my schedule. But when she came on stage, it was to present me with a star blanket. So her and Blake Shingoose presented me with a beautiful star blanket. It's a purple star blanket and it had purple feathers on it that Blake's mom, she made that star blanket for me. And, you know, they wrapped me in the star blanket and they also presented me with a picture. Well, not a picture. It's, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a feather, an eagle feather with a stone to symbolize my name, Featherstone. And the stone is in the shape 
it's a purple stone in the shape of a heart and they had it encased in a frame and they presented it to me on stage and you know Blake was the one who gave me the name Driving Well Indigenous. I had had him in a a workshop and we were talking about, you know, all of the things that we have to face as Indigenous people that are hard. Like nothing comes easy for us. Everything that we do has this extra layer of challenges all the time, like whether it's education, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's just trying to have our voices heard. It's more challenging as an Indigenous person. And, you know, it's because of the systemic racism and all of that, like residential schools, generational trauma, it's because of all of that. And Blake said, it's like, you know, it's like driving while Indigenous. It just really stuck with me because it, it was such a true metaphor for all of the things that we have to go through. And you, I asked him if I could use the name and but I wanted to use it in a more positive way because yes, we have these challenges, but this is what we're going to do about it. And, you know, driving while indigenous is about us. We know we have these challenges, but we're going to help each other. And it's a space where we can share strategies. We can share ideas. We can support one another. And that's really what this event was about was sharing success principles, sharing success stories, it was about people lifting one another up and helping each other and gathering in one space so that we could feed off of each other's energy and we can network and just have this day of empowerment. So when they came on stage, Blake took to the microphone and, you know, he told the people that were there um, how he took my workshop, Awaken the Spirit, and it changed his life. And that was such a moving experience to have because sometimes when I do these workshops um, people go off and go back to their lives and I don't often know what impact that I've had and when I get this type of feedback and these types of acknowledgement it's it's showing me that I need to keep going there are people that need to hear these messages and it and everything is worth it all the time away from my family, all the, you know, the time out on the road, all of the hard work to be out there motivating people and telling them that they can dream big. They do have permission to have big dreams and it is possible. And not only telling them that, but giving them strategies and tools to help them. You know, it's one thing to motivate somebody, but you also have to give them those tools and strategies so that they can go out there and, and, and try these things in their life and see that they do have the ability to create the life that they want for themselves. So I'm so appreciative of um, Selena and Blake for doing that for me and, you know, to Blake's mom, her beautiful work. It was such a great moment for me. So thank you. So at lunchtime, we also had lunchtime entertainment. We had a really yummy lunch. It was like chicken and I don't know, some kind of chicken something, but it was really good. And we had lunchtime entertainment and it was uh, Derek Starlight. So Derek came from Alberta and he's a puppeteer, an indigenous puppeteer. And he works like with Jim Henson puppets and, but his puppets are indigenized, but he just has this great story. So not only is Derek entertaining, and, you know, he gets the audience involved and, you know, makes everybody laugh. 
but he just has this great message that he spreads, you know, when he does this work. And that message is you can dream big. You can do it. You can have these dreams. It's not just for those people or other people. It can also be for you. You have the ability to have big dreams. You have permission to have big dreams. And you can be from a small place and venture off into the big world. So after Derek, we started our afternoon. It's a segment called Spilling the Tea with the Aunties. So we had two TikTok megastars, which are Sherry McKay and Shayla Zahn LaRue, aka Auntie. And, you know, we had them come up and just share their journey, their TikTok journey. So each of them have over 500,000 followers. You know, it was just this great conversation because it was a mixture of real talk and lightheartedness. You know, we had some good laughs and we also talked about some pretty heavy things. We also got to watch a TikTok video. Each of them had a, a TikTok video that we played and it was just a nice afternoon. And it was also really nice for them to come off this stage and have such a, a warm welcome. Like people were lined up to take pictures with them and tell them how happy they were to meet them and how inspiring they are. So that was just a really, a really beautiful hour that we got to spend with them. And then we had our, our break in the afternoon. And after the break was our final speaker of the day. And that was our fireside chat with Ted Nolan. And I had the most feedback on this particular speaker. It almost feels, I don't want to call him speaker, this person, this guest, it was so moving. You know, the way that Ted opened up and shared his story with us, he has just such a, a phenomenal story. And when you hear Ted Nolan, you know, you associate him with NHL, you know, NHL coach of the year. Like he's a superstar, but he let us all see that he's, he's just like us. He comes from where we come from. He had a hard life too, and he had his challenges, many, many challenges. And he shared that with everybody. It was a very moving, very powerful conversation that we all got to share. And I'm so blessed. I feel so blessed that Ted was there to have that, that day with us. So by the time that was all over, so I got up there and I'm like, I was, I had all these thank yous I wanted to say, and I had all of these things that I wanted, wanted to read out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let everybody, you know, get out of there because by the end of the day, like four o'clock, it was a huge day. Everybody was spent. Everybody was really needed to get up and move around and take a break because it was a really big day. So I decided to save my thank yous and stuff for the evening. So then we had a break. Um, we transformed the room for the gala and, you know, we had everybody come back at six o'clock. You know, we had the room transformed into this, like just, it was, it was gorgeous. So I want to tell you a little story. The reason that I wanted to have a gala is because I had never been to a gala before. I was in Whitecap, Saskatchewan 
at the Dakota Dunes Resort doing a workshop last year. And in the room across the hall from us, there was this uh, indigenous organization and they were decorating up the room. So beautiful. Oh my God, it was so gorgeous. And they were getting ready for their evening gala. And I remember peeking in there like a couple times throughout the day, just watching them transform the room. I looked over at my aunt who was with me and then I said, one of these days I'm going to host a gala for my company and we're just going to celebrate each other. And I wanted to create that. I wanted to create a space where everybody could just get all dressed up and spend a nice evening together and just celebrate one another and celebrate each other. And that's why I wanted to have a gala because I wanted everybody to feel special. I wanted them to feel celebrated and I wanted it to be beautiful. And uh, then we had the Dudium Band play. Oh, and they were, they were so good. They were so good. And it was so funny because uh, when they were over at the end of the night, I was like, oh my God, you guys were so good. And I was like, but you don't need me to tell you that. Like you, they know they're good. Like they were phenomenal. And the fiddle music was just, just top notch. It was so, it was so great. So Greg opened us up with um, some comedy and he dressed up as a kookum. It was so funny. Yeah, the whole the whole room was just in laughter. And then after Greg came on, then we had Don Burnstick come on just just as we finished eating. And he's the OG. He's he's such a big name. So many people came for him and he didn't disappoint uh, my cousins that were the volunteers that day. They had a table right in the front and when I talked to them afterwards, they were telling me like their stomachs were just sore from laughing so hard. So Don was great and he took pictures with everybody after and it was so good to have him. And then we also had an appearance uh, by The Resilience. So that's uh, Lisa and Carmen and they're uh, Indigenous hip hop. It was just something different. They have such a powerful message. And I found myself singing the, their one song for days after. And because this has this lyric, 215 is the number that started the revolution. And the words that they sang, they mean something. You know, they were, whether or not you are a fan of hip hop, you know, their lyrics are powerful. And then everybody just spent the rest of the night dancing and taking pictures outside and mingling and it, and it was a really really good day i couldn't have envisioned it any better of course there were a little bit of hiccups that we had throughout the day and there are just minor things that i would change and that i'm definitely going to change for next year but you know for a first event like it went way better than i could have imagined because you know, when, it, when it's your first time out of the gate on something really big like that, you hope it's going to go well, but you just, you just don't know. And the way that everybody showed up that day, it couldn't have went any better because everybody showed up with this energy. Like the presenters showed up fully committed to the people, the guests that showed up, they showed up with this energy and an eagerness to embrace the day. My volunteers, who are all my cousins, they all showed up before eight o'clock and 
they hit the ground running and they they really really pulled that day together um so everybody that showed up there just had this like phenomenal energy with them and you could feel it in the room like it 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 was magical but now i do want to take you into some of the behind the scenes because you know this podcast it's about the how and i i want to share with you how i was able to pull this together and i want to be transparent because if you're somebody that you know wants to host an event or a big event like this or even a smaller event i want to share some of the that i went through bringing this all together in hopes that i can either inspire you to act on something that you've been putting off or i could just provide some insight into the planning piece and you know all of, all of that stuff so the way it started is i had always wanted to host an event like this um i have journals that i write in and for years and years you know i had been journaling about things that i wanted i had wanted to create a large-scale event because i've always wanted to go to big events i've always seen motivational events with motivational speakers like people that i you know i read their books and sometimes i see them on posters for events but i never had a chance to actually go to any of them because there was always something that was preventing me whether it was money whether it was me not making the time me not making the effort you know sometimes the events would be in places like florida in december and then in my mind i'm like i can't possibly go all the way to florida in december it's too close to christmas you know i, I gotta shop like we have to do our christmas shopping or i can't just go jet setting off to some tropical location and you know leave all my kids behind i couldn't see myself doing that so i had always longed to go to these motivational events because i just wanted to be in the presence of people that were inspiring because I was looking for motivation. I was looking for inspiration. I was looking for that extra push that I felt that I was uh, lacking in my life. I wanted to be inspired. And in 2019, there was this thing called the Made for Success Tour. And there was a bunch of um, motivational speakers. They were all coming to Winnipeg and Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be there. And I was like, okay, this is it. I don't have to travel anywhere. They're coming, to, they're, you know, these people are coming to Winnipeg. I'm just going to get a ticket. And it was like about $750 or $800 for a ticket, you know, because you had to buy them in tiers. Like you can buy tickets in the back or you can pay extra to get tickets in the front and then add on an extra $150 and then have lunch with the speakers. And so I paid for, you know, the big show. And then the pandemic happened and it got canceled. So... You know, I was bummed out about that. But then it just kind of opened this door for me to thinking like, why can't I just create my own event? You know, we have our own indigenous motivational speakers, entrepreneurs, people that are, you know, doing all of these things. Why can't we just do it ourselves? And I was interviewed on a podcast on uh, Jessica Dumas's um, podcast. And at the very end of the podcast, she asks me, what would you like to see for the future of your business? I, I uh, rambled off a few things. And then at the very end, I said, and I would like to hold a large scale event. Well, a friend of mine had been listening to that podcast that mor one morning and 
she heard me say that and she phoned me and she's like, what's all this one day crap? You know, why can't you just do it now? And immediately that fear set in like, well, I can't possibly do that. Like, how, how am I going to do that? You know, she just told me, she's like, you're ready. Like you can do this. You, you know, you're, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're, you're thinking small, like you can host this event. You've been doing smaller events. Like you, you can do this. I really needed that. I really needed somebody to hold up a, a mirror to my face and for me to be able to look at myself and say, you can do this because I do that for so many other people. Like I'm constantly motivating people and telling people you can do this. You can dream big. You can, you know, you can accomplish that. And I wasn't doing that for myself. I was still playing small, hiding behind my insecurities and my limits, the limits that I was putting in front of myself. So I decided, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create an event. And she offered to help me and we started planning. At first, it was just planning. It was just fun, putting all these ideas together, me making my dream list of this, the people that I wanted there. But then once the financial stuff came into play, that's when everything got real. And that's when I had to make the decision, am I really in? Because once I'm in, I have to be in 110% because this is, this is a really big feat and I have to be ready. Like I have to be all in. So I decided I was in all the way and I jumped in. I took out a loan, an $8,000 loan because I had to secure speakers. I had to secure the venue. I had to do all of these things and it was really scary. Like it was, I'm not going to lie. It was really scary. I actually had two nightmares because of my fears. You know, when you're somebody that you've had limits on around money growing up without money and even learning how to have money and then sometimes not having money because as an entrepreneur, you go through these ebbs and flows where sometimes you have a lot of money. And then sometimes you don't even know where the money's coming from. It's, it's really scary. So I had to really look at every, at the big picture and I had to ask myself, okay, I need this amount of money. So that means I need to sell 250 tickets just to break even. And when I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh my God, 250 tickets, how am I going to do this? It, it was, it was terrifying. So that's why I had nightmares, but I could not have done it if it were not for my husband. He's my rock. Like in everything that I do, he supports me. You know, he supported me when I wanted to put this money forward. It's money that I'm, you know, taking from our family and I'm putting things on the line for a dream. So because he supported me, it gave me that confidence. It almost gave me permission to be like, okay, you know, I'm in it and I can push forward with a smile. So he supported me and there were so many sleepless nights for me, uh, in the, in this whole planning piece. And it was just nonstop. It was like, I lived and breathed this event for months, you know, when it got towards the end he came down into my office and he's like, you need to take a break, shut your computer off, go upstairs, brush your hair. You're going to go for supper. 
And like, you know, he had to tell me to do that because there were days when I would get out of bed and I would go straight downstairs and wouldn't even get out of my pajamas and go straight to work. I would be there all day, like right until the evening in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'd be bringing my computer up and I'd have it in bed trying to put my little guy to bed because I still have a five-year-old. You know, I'm still working at two o'clock in the morning trying to get everything done. But that's just like the life of an entrepreneur. We fit things in where we can. And, you know, it was so good for him to, to force me to take a break and tell me like, you know, let's get out of the house. You need to take a break. Um, and he did that for me. And bless his heart, he told me uh, during the event, he's like, don't thank me because he doesn't like attention on him. He doesn't like people staring at him because I've done that to him a couple of times. Like I've thanked him and then all of a sudden everybody turns and looks at him and then his face goes red and he's, he doesn't like the attention. So he told me the day before, make sure you don't thank me. Like I know how much you care, but don't thank me. So I didn't, but he ended up getting called on stage three times that day. <laughs> so I was like... You know, I could have just thanked him anyway because he had the spotlight on him three times. So it was just, it was just so funny. We laugh about it today. When we were getting closer to the end of the event, I was still short two tables. And I was like, okay, I, I'm at 235 people. I, if, if I can just like, I just need to push it just like a little bit more and we can break even and we can get everything paid for the venue, the speakers, the food, the audio visual, like just, you know, there was so much to, to consider. And then we had two tables back out because of the, uh, because of weather. And then in the last week leading up to everything, then we had two more tables jump on. And then out of nowhere, we had a sponsor. We had just an anonymous sponsor. He had heard about what we were doing and him and his wife thought it was such a fantastic um, event and they really loved the message behind the event and they wanted to donate and to have us be able to open up seats for people that didn't have the money to attend. That was such a beautiful gesture. And we were able to invite a couple of students that had expect, expressed interest in wanting to come. And then we were able to open up a couple of other seats to some people that wanted to come but couldn't afford the, the ticket. Also, when we were doing ticket pricing and stuff, we wanted to include everything. Like we didn't want to have these like tiers of tickets where if you pay this much, then, you know, you can only come for the day, but then you can't come for the supper or you can't have this or that. Like we wanted everybody to be included. Like we didn't want to create a hierarchy. Like we have enough hierarchies in our life where if you don't have as much money, then you don't get top quality. Everybody was equal in that room. And, you know, the speakers mingled with the guests. I didn't want this hierarchy of like division. I'm so grateful to the speakers because when I was um, planning the event and, you know, planning it with no money and just kind of going in with faith, <laughs> like I just, it was just pure faith that I was, I was moving forward. And, you know, some of the speakers that were there, they didn't even ask for a fee and they just wanted to be a part of this day because 
they believed in the message. They saw the need and they knew what the ripple effect would be. And they just wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, there were some speakers that lowered their fee when I told them that it was out of my budget because they wanted to be there. They wanted to be there for everyone. There were also some speakers that I had to, you know, table for another year because I couldn't afford their fee. I do not resent that at all because they know their worth. And I'm proud that they know their worth. I want them to know their worth. And one day, I'll be able to have them as speakers. And I know that the message that they're going to share is that valuable. But everybody that was there wanted to be there. And that's the main thing. Everybody from the presenters to the volunteers to the people that showed up to the vendors, everybody wanted to be there. And I think that's what made it so successful. And I'm so proud to have been able to be a catalyst for this event. I didn't do it alone. I may have brought people together, but I did not create what happened there that day. It was just a culmination of everyone. And I just need to say thank you again to everybody that was involved and to everybody that came. Uh, thank you for the messages, like my goodness, the messages that I've gotten and from people just expressing their gratitude for the inspiration that they walked away with that day. I hope to see you all again next year and the year after and the year after, because this is only the beginning and I can't wait to meet all the new speakers that are, you know, going to grace us with their presence. And we have an abundance of speakers. Like I have this huge list of people and there's people being added every day because people are sending me messages, check out this person and check out that person. So I've been watching videos. There's so many great people. So we can have these events year after year and never run out of people. And it's, I just, it just excites me for all the good things that are going to come from it. I really want to thank all of the organizations and the bands and the tribal councils and the individuals that all, um, you know, purchase tickets. And I do need to say one thing. I'm so grateful for the people that saw value and, you know, the bands and the organizations and stuff that saw value and, and sent their members I don't want to act like it was easy to sell, you know, 250 tickets because that was really hard to do. And that was a result of years of work that I've done. I've been going into communities for eight years, working with young people, working with community service workers, and I've built strong relationships with so many of the organizations and the and the bands that sent their people, the people that were there, it was a result of those relationships that were built and the trust that was built and the trust that people had in me. I could have never done this five years ago because I didn't have those relationships yet. I hadn't formed those those relationships and built that trust. And that's a really big piece. So I don't want to um sugarcoat anything and act like it was really easy to just kind of go out there and sell tickets because you have to build that trust. 
you have to build this following where people know that you're going to provide value and they trust you. And that's something that had to happen. And I see now how everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Everything happens in the time frame that it's supposed to happen in. And I am grateful that I was able to face my fears and jump in, plow ahead and coordinate this event. And I'm sure my husband is happy too, because he, he said, I just want my wife back. So I just wanted to share and I hope to see you all come out to the next event and we'll see you guys all again. And if you were at the event, I hope to see you again next time and bring your friends, bring your aunts, bring your cousins, and we're going to have a great time. So thank you for listening and we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. And if you'd like some live inspiration, join us on December 2nd in Winnipeg at our live event. Just visit www.jillfeatherstone.com for details. Bye for now.